0: you guys as excited as i am the run-up to the 2019 fantasy football season is like really here we just got done with the nfl draft we're getting players in the otas and now everybody including us three idiots are all putting out their top 100s i mean heck i know john's probably changing it 10 times a day so <laughs> I, I just can't wait you know like we're gonna we're win that, that place where i can actually see the first person putting their first sticker on the board, and I, I, just, I just can't wait. I know it's only May, but I just, I just can't wait for this fantasy football season to get started. And for, for all you people under 40 years old, uh,
1: putting the sticker on the board, there was this thing we used to do back in the day, the early days of fantasy, called live drafts, where we didn't have everything readily at our fingertips. We actually had to place the player's name on a board where we took them instead of just clicking a button. So,
2: You know, honestly, you make the joke, but I I really think that is the best, the best way to have a fantasy football draft. If you're doing a draft on your computer, sitting by yourself, uh, watching, you know, some stupid show on TV while you're trying to make your draft, I, I think you're doing it wrong. Uh, you're missing the entire point. Getting together with the guys, having a live draft, making fun of each other as you make your picks—that is—that is the reason we do this. So, and that,
1: that you lose the best part of fantasy drafts, like the side action on like. Who's the first guy to get drunk and pick a guy that's already drafted? What idiot takes a kicker in the fifth round? When's John going to puke on the deck? That's when it all
0: happens. It's, just, it, I mean, that's like... it's, it's literally <laughs> what round John's going to black out and not remember the rest of this pick. It's
2: so funny. The answer to all of those questions were John, John, <laughs> John. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, I take my kickers with my last pick of the draft every year.
0: As you should. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, so today we're going to get into – uh, and, and you know, next couple shows, we're going to start getting into those those top fifteen, top twenty lists. You know, who are the who are the players that we like right now? It's way too early to be making these kind of predictions. So these are going these are going to change over time. Um, today, throwing out some quarterbacks, throwing out some running backs. Um, I'm sure there will have a handful of players that that are pretty obvious. But I, I have a feeling that right, especially right now, we're going to are like way out in left field. Um, you know, but before we start, you know, last was it a week a week ago now, um, we finally finished our, our dynasty draft. So that kind of brings them on, right? We're gonna change you know, what we're gonna get today is probably, you know, PPR redraft, but what you do in a redraft, what you do in dynasties, you know, two totally different things. So I don't know, what like let's give some thoughts, right, John, about you know, what do you do differently when you think about these two types of, of drafts? All
1: right, so Build, this is like this is my first dynasty draft so going into it I'm, I'm pretty much a noob when it comes to building a dynasty roster i did however like i went in with some pretty solid parameters that i wanted to kind of stick to um i wanted to stay away from the big established names as my early picks because um not like and by, when i say established i don't mean like guys like odell and guys like uh on I'm talking about like guys that have been in the league seven, eight years. They're still big names, but they're towards the back end of their career. Because I want guys, that, I want longevity with my picks. So, um, I kind of had the three, the three year and under rule for my first five. You know, I wanted guys that were immediate contributors and have been in the league three years or less. So, you know, and um, you know, building building this roster, I didn't necessarily go for immediate value with some picks. I went for guys that I could see being more of a long-term producer as opposed to an immediate producer. So it might be a weird way to look at it. It might not be coming off as fluid as it was in my mind. But yeah, I I, I want young young guys that are going to be long-term contributors, if that makes any sense.
2: I think it does. I mean – the truth is, I did the exact same thing. I kind of had like uh, an age limit, so to speak, um, where I didn't want to uh, draft anyone above the age of uh, I think. what well, the the big number for me was twenty six, and even then, twenty six is probably even too old at, at a certain point. Um, but it also depends on where you're drafting. But or, I, or the I,
0: position, I, right? A yeah, twenty six exactly. year old running back is different than a twenty six year old. You know, wide receivers. I mean,
1: well, no,
2: I, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I,
1: I took Adrian Peterson in the what was it, the twentieth round. Like,
2: right. I'm I not going to lie. I've taken Larry Fitzgerald in quite a few of my dynasty drafts this year. Um, I'm highly addicted, so I've done more than one. Uh, <laughs> and basically, yeah, I, I've taken Larry Legend. I know that he's only going to play one more season, but um, I mean, the value is way too good. You can draft, you know, Larry Fitzgerald at, at in the eighteenth round, have a starting wide receiver who's going to get you really really good production and you know, God forbid somebody actually offers you something for him. Like, of course you're going to take it like, Hey, how about a third rounder for Larry Fitzgerald? Okay. (laughs) You know, sure. Yeah. I'll take it. I mean, and and, and that could very well be a possibility by the time the year starts rolling around and, and uh, people start realizing, wow, my rookies aren't performing this year, or uh, I I'm being struck with injuries and I want to stay competitive. So you never know. You just want to keep the best players on your team as, as you can. But You're definitely looking – I mean, the the rosters are so huge in a dynasty league. You have to be willing to reach much, much sooner for the higher higher quality, younger players. Um, A guy that ended up on every single one of my dynasty leagues this year was Mike Williams. I I wanted him to be on my team because I just kind of feel like he's that up-and-coming wide receiver. He's about to break out. He's about to be the next big deal. And I, I'm really hoping that that takes place either this year or next year. But you know, I he's the kind of guy that I've been targeting—a guy that's already into the league, but not just as John said, not established, as in in his prime. He's he's yet to hit his stride.
1: Yeah, you want you want those guys that are maybe a year before they hit that big big season for him. You know, they're having good years now, but they're maybe a year away from their prime, a year away from being the guy in their system. Uh, one of the guys that I really, really wanted was Cortland Sutton. And it's because there's a couple factors out there. I mean, we knew, we knew going into, this, into the draft that Flacco was going to be his quarterback. And I kind of like that because Flacco, if there's one thing you say about Flacco. He's got a huge arm. Flacco's got a huge arm. So Cortland Sutton's that big, you know, he could create separation. He's that big outside threat. He's a guy going to go up and get balls. So he was a guy that I really wanted. Now with Drew Locke, mm. looking like he might end up being the starter eventually, it's looking like an even better pick because that's a young quarterback that's got a young receiver to grow with. So hopefully those two create some chemistry in, in OTAs and in camp, that that's going to be a connection that is going to really work for years to come for me.
2: Drew Locke <laughs> so. is another another guy that I target. I think I have him in two different dynasty leagues um, as you know a, a, a taxi squad player that's not going to start this year. But uh, in the future, he'll be ready to
0: go. Yeah, so I didn't have a dissimilar kind of approach to, to what you guys did. I mean, there was a couple guys. I, I did end up taking. looking at, like, A.J. Green in the seventh round, and that was more of a coming off injury. He's not one of those younger guys, but he was there. You know, and he kind of kept dropping and falling. I thought that's probably a pick more for this year. Hopefully he can be, be healthy. But there's a lot of guys in our league that I look at they almost look like they drafted redraft leagues. Like they have some guys in there that are established, but their their average age on, on their team is probably like twenty-eight, twenty-nine years old. And in a dynasty, I don't know if that's gonna have legs going forward. Yeah, there was a lot of guys that I, I was left questioning.
1: I mean, um some not, not just age, but just some roster construction strategy. Yeah. You know, um we have one guy that is loaded top to bottom in receiver. But his, you know, his running backs are just, you know, his number one running back where I got to find it. I was looking at it the other day and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like Mark Ingram, his mm-hmm. number one running back, Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake and Royce Freeman. I guess Devontae, actually Devontae, he's got Devontae Freeman. but
2: Still, that's, that's you're, you're putting a lot of eggs into the Kenyon Drake basket right there. Uh, you're hoping that Devontae Freeman stays healthy. Uh, Mark and Royce In,
1: Freeman, Is Royce Freeman a thing anymore? No, I Royce, don't think so.
2: Royce Freeman is not a thing. Uh, but I yeah. can tell you right now, I do like you know. I mean, Mark Ingram, Tatum Bell,
1: key to your draft.
2: You know, <laughs> Mark Ingram, I think is going to be uh, pretty good for this year. But again, he's on on the wrong side of twenty five for running backs. You know. Yeah. I one thing I will defend him on is one of the strategies that uh, I've been doing a lot of studying up on this, and they say that really the most valuable position is not so much running back. Like in a redraft league, you really put a lot of emphasis on that that all-star running back, right? So like a guy like Saquon or uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, those guys are, are really, really super valuable, especially in a redraft league. Um, they're going to be your first three picks off the board in most cases. But mm-hmm. um, in Dynasty, you really can make an argument that the it's more valuable to have one of those all-star wide receivers because their careers are so much longer. I mean, when you talk but not
1: at that lo- not at that level though, I mean,
2: it, it there- depends. It depends. Like honestly, yeah. you could still, even if, you know, there was an argument that Odell Beckham is still the number one overall pick, even with the trade to uh, Cleveland, that he should still be the number one overall pick in a dynasty league. That it's not crazy. In fact, uh, last year, it was hands down bar none I remember I remember this from last year' discussions in the off season, um even though I was not in a dynasty league yet, I was paying attention uh hands down Odell Beckham was the number one pick for dynasty last year in the off season I think this year the reason he's not is because of the change, the turmoil, everything that's been going on, like you just can't trust that he's going to be the same, but
1: I don't think you could trust odell i mean the the more we see uh, the more I look at him without the, the blue glasses on, the more I just see the issues the Giants had with him.
2: Mm.
1: You know, they a lot of it's kind of mean the Browns are the next Patriots. I mean, let's have a winning season first before we start talking. You know, everybody's ready to anoint Baker Mayfield. While wow, he's a nice quarterback, he's a good quarterback. I, I, I love the just the competitiveness with him. But I mean is, is Let's slow down with the Brett Favre comparison. Let's slow down with the, you know, he's the next great thing. I mean, remember, was it six, seven years ago when we were ready to throw a gold jacket on Colin Kaepernick and Robert Griffin? And then what did those two do after that? Nothing. The two of them did nothing. I, like, they just.
2: A lot of people forget that Colin Kaepernick, before all of the controversy, was really regressing. He was not. Not, he was a very
0: good well, quarterback for 2 years Yeah, and then the league caught up with him. It right. caught up exactly. The dead arm, then he was injured. You're right. I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, especially the injuries. The injury thing was a big thing. He lost he lost a full step, a full step before before the kneeling thing was even a thing. And a lot of people don't talk about that and that that's one of the reasons I got so upset with so many people that know nothing about football trying to say, well, oh, well they fired him. That's why he's he not starting. No. You know, stop. You don't even know he's, what you're talking he, yeah. about exactly this guy if he could play football he would play football exhibit a being kareem hunt being on a team right now okay mm-hmm. uh, and trust me what he did was a lot worse than what colin kaepernick did okay? oh yeah not reason, even in the same category the reason that colin kaepernick is not playing football for the nfl right now is because he cannot play football at the nfl level right now
1: yeah i mean if if, if you can fall there's a place for you i mean Tim Tebow, I think everybody in the NFL loved him as, as a person, but he stunk as a player.
2: Yeah,
1: he was another guy that wasn't willing to move, posi- move positions and he can't throw the ball.
2: Yeah, could not play the position. Yeah. Sorry.
1: So he's not in the league. Um, I don't know. Uh, we kind of got off track there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but all right, but, the, but with the, no
1: the, the Baker Mayfield thing, like, I mean, say what you want. The guy's 5'10. You know how many quarterbacks under six foot are as successful as Drew Brees and Russell Wilson? There's two in the league right now. Chances are there's not going to be three. Doug, remember Doug Flutie had to go to Canada first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like Doug Flutie had a nice career. I don't think Doug Flutie was a great NFL quarterback. No, no, he was not. He was a very nice story. I think he was more famous for the drop kick and the Flutie flakes. I I mean. (laughs) you laugh, but it's true. I mean, name other than his other than his big, big throw in, in college. Name one signature dope Flutie play that you can remember. I can't. You can't because there wasn't any. Um, yeah. I mean, I just I get what you're saying. You can make an argument for a receiver, but I still think there's so few running backs compared to wide receiver.
2: Like, That's what makes a running back valuable. But just when you're looking at the long-term, just remember that a great wide receiver can probably last a full decade for you. Whereas, I mean, I, I really hate to say it, but we're already talking about an extension for Ezekiel Elliott right now and whether or not he's going to be worth it. That's been all the rage the last couple of weeks on on uh, ESPN and, and Good Morning NFL and all that stuff. Is, is You know, What is Ezekiel Elliott's extension going to be worth? Is he going to fill it out? And most of the experts are saying, oh, well, you know, when you pay a guy this much money, it's really for what he's done, not so much for what he's going to do because he's only going to get worse is the way they look See, at it. See, but that,
1: that's the thats the way baseball operates. Baseball signs players on what they've done. Football needs to sign players with, with the salary cap situation. You need to sign players based on what they can offer you in the future. Like, thats Like I get that argument right there. And to be honest with you, well, Zeke, what, if he's looking for an extension, he's what, year five? He's going to be 26?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So I mean, you kind of running back like him. You're going to see start falling off around twenty nine thirty,
0: for sure. So there's yeah, no way you can only pay him
2: three Listen, or four years. That's it. Adrian yeah. Peterson is defying a lot of things right now, and he did have a lot of rest uh, towards the end. I guess there was the one season where the the big controversy happened, and he took off. But I mean, even then, he's he's kind of a freak. You know, I mean, guys like him and Frank Gore, they're just not they're not common, and I don't think it's going to be a common thing. I still think that, that that rookie wall at 30 – or not rookie wall, I'm sorry, that yep, running sure. back wall at 30 is, is a real thing. It exists. I mean, it, we've seen it time and time and time again. The vast majority of these guys, the contact they take, the injuries they, they deal with, they, they don't last as long. Wide receivers take good amount of contact but not nearly the same amount as a, as a running back. They just last longer.
0: Yeah, I mean the bottom line is if you have if you just took Zeke, right? You're only going to keep him for another three years or so, and then he's going to be tailing off. He's no longer your number one guy, and you know, in our, in our draft, he just went as the number one guy. So,
1: yeah. Oh, Zeke didn't go as the number one guy.
0: Well, no, for that team. As a
2: yeah, as uh, a number in one the first for that round. Team, yeah, I understood yeah, where you okay. were going with it, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, my bad.
2: Yeah, first first pick was Saquon Barkley in our dynasty league, and and it was a. Uh, a great pick. I would never. I would never pan that pick.
0: Yeah,
1: but um, so what we were getting into with um, where we're leading with all this is where where are we looking to go this year with it? I mean, yeah, whether you're building a PPR team, a standard team, there's some certain rules you're going to want to follow for your draft. You're not going to want in a redraft. You're going to want to stay on plan a little more than you would in a dynasty league. Don't be afraid to reach for the rookie players a little more or the younger players a little more in a dynasty league because they're going to offer you more, right? I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. The, the way I'm like the, the the difference in the draft styles now. I, I feel like as much as we say stay on plan, I feel like with a redraft, you kind of should just stick to best available. Right?
2: Well, remember now, it's this is a tough, tough question to answer because when it comes to dynasty, you have your dynasty startup. And depending on when you have that startup draft, right, I've actually done it a couple different ways. I've done the startup in the middle of the off season before the NFL draft. So you don't have rookies. And then you have a separate draft for rookies. I have also done it startup draft after the draft. So you do rookies and vets all together. Now, if it's rookies and vets all together, then yes, you want to reach for the rookies a little bit uh, more than you would expect. Um, You have to be a little bit more aggressive to get on those guys because you want to build with that future in mind. Right. But if we're just talking about regular standard draft, everybody, you know, again, redraft, you're looking for the most points that you can get in one given season. If you think that a player like Larry Fitzgerald is the perfect example, because I'm sorry, we just know he's not going to be in the league again in, in two or three years. It's just not gonna happen. So you figure he's going to contribute this year, you can draft him. AJ Green, perfect another perfect example. He'll probably be in the league for another year or two, but AJ Green, even in the seventh round in a in a dynasty league, is probably too high. I'd rather have Tyler Boyd. You know.
1: Yeah. Um unless you know, unless you were keying if you had this type of rookie draft and you were keying on some rookies really hard. Right. You know, I uh I went all all wide receivers and one quarterback in our rookie draft. Um, I don't. I, I had one running back on my board for where I was picking, and he went like two picks before I was going to take him. Right. So you know, it's just running backs. Running backs a tricky position because you don't want to draft a rookie before you see if he could play the NFL game, but you don't want to be late to the party on a guy like Saquon Barkley.
2: Right. You know. Right.
1: You know, but I mean, it's unfair to say Saquon Barkley though, because I think he was one of the few instances. I think him and Zeke, like guys coming out, you just knew that they were going to be good.
2: Yeah, there right? was there was no doubt that Elliott and Barkley were were just going to be ridiculous. McCaffrey, even to a certain extent, who didn't get drafted nearly as high as those guys, but you had a pretty good feeling that he was. Gonna there was be good. A,
1: there was a lot of questions about McCaffrey coming out. Could he run between the tackles? Right. Was he big enough to take the NFL hits? Would his skill set translate to the NFL? Was he just a third down back? You know, there was a lot of questions. Remember, when CMC come, came out, Like there was a lot of questions if, if he was even going to go in the first round. And then right. he shot up draft boards into the top, top ten.
0: Yeah, And you if know, you remember so, his rookie season, it was a lot of uh, pass catching out of the uh, backfield. It, it, he was
1: right. a lot. He was a very passing game dependent quarterback or quarterback, running back. Right, which, right. right. Which job. Get it together. Welcome kid. to the party,
0: John. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> fuck.
1: Welcome to the party, pal. Name the movie. Come on.
2: You guys suck. No, I'm. It's lost. Die hard. Die fucking hard. Fucking die hard. Jesus
1: Christ.
0: It's been a while. It's not right. part well, of the let's, nerd Let's universe, let's,
1: yeah. let's get
2: into the
0: let's I get into agree, these John.
1: fucking rankings before I
0: start just ah. shitting on you guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> start with some ranking stuff. That's a that's a great idea. So listen, if if you guys are liking what you are hearing, at Hot Pet Heads Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, hotheadspodcast at gmail.com. Send a bunch of to you and make fun of John. Love to see that. Um, let's start off this show, quarterbacks, running backs. So, so Mike, why don't you take us through your let's do top 15 quarterbacks, and then John and I will jump in and make fun of you.
2: Sounds good. Okay, well, I mean, number one's pretty standard. It's Patrick Mahomes. At number two, I have Andrew Luck. Number three, I have Aaron Rodgers. Number four, I have Matt Ryan. Number five. Whoa, Jesus. Yeah. Number five, I have Deshaun Watson. Number six, this is going to be a surprise, guys, Philip Rivers. Number seven, oh I have Baker Mayfield. Number eight, Ben Roethlisberger. Number nine, Drew Brees. Number 10, I have Jared Goff. Number 11, Russell Wilson. Number 12, Cam Newton. Number 13, Mr. Mitchell Trubisky. Number 14, the GOAT himself, Mr. Tom Brady. And at number 15, a surprise addition, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills.
1: So I don't want to, like, say your top 15 was horrible.
2: But just say but it. But your My top 15 was horrible.
1: Like, I was with you through one through three. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know the
0: funny thing is, I even actually, though even
1: though you screwed up the order, I, no, I, I put a all. footnote
0: saying, thinking that we'd at least all have like a top five about the same. No, but, no uh, way. Yeah, yeah, top three.
2: Well, uh, go ahead, John.
1: Yeah. All right. So at one, obviously Mahomes. At two, I have a healthy Aaron Rodgers with an improved offensive core around him. I think Aaron Jones is going to be better for Aaron Rodgers this year than he was last year. Devontae Adams is creeping up on that best receiver in football title. Uh, Three, I have Andrew Luck. Four, I have Russell Wilson. I think Tyler Lockett is going to come into his own as a true number one receiver this year. With the addition of DK Metcalf, I know a couple of you guys think he's going to bust out. I don't. I think he's going to be great for that offense. Uh, At number four or at number five, I have Baker. Just because there's so many weapons at an of offense, I think he's just going to puke points this year, man. Um, six, I think this is the last real shot that New Orleans is going to have to go for it with Breeze. So I think Breeze is going to have a monster year, and with Mark Ingram being out of the fold, right? Mark Ingram's gone, right?
2: Mm-hmm. He's yeah. in Baltimore. He's in Baltimore.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I like went brain dead for a second. I think it's going to be a, a nine. It's going to be a very pass heavy offense even more so than before they're they're gonna have kamara is not gonna be your b- typical between the tackle guy although he can't do that it's gonna rely a lot on the short passes. the running game is gonna become the short passing game i think breeze is gonna have a huge season another mvp type season for breeze uh at seven i got the Sean watson at eight this is a team that everybody's kind of down on right now i see them coming back and coming back hard philadelphia eagles if carson wentz is healthy uh, I like the addition of Miles Sander. I like the addition of J.J. Sega whiteside I think that Zach Ertz is a force in the middle of that offense. Aguilar and Jeffrey on the outsides. I, I think that's a team that's ready to go right back to the top of the division, maybe the top of the conference. Uh, and they're going to have to do so with Carson Wentz's arm. I have Carson Wentz putting up big numbers there. At 9, I got Mitch Trubisky. Now, at 10, this is one I had a problem with because I don't know if this guy's going to play this year. I mean, they're saying he is now, but that shoulder injury really scares me with Cam Newton. Healthy Cam Newton, top 10. Not healthy Cam Newton, see you later. I don't even want you in, in the top 25. Um, at 11, I got Matt Ryan. 12, Jared Goff. At uh, 13, I got Rivers. And then these are two of my sleepers inside the top 15. And I put these guys here because I truly believe they're both going to take a jump this year. Jimmy Garoppolo at 14
0: and Sam Darnold at 15.
2: Sam Darnold. Woo. I like it. Yeah.
0: I didn't even put Sam Darnold on my honorable mentions, but that's all right.
1: Well, I figured that. And I, I knew that was a pick that you guys were going to kind of like turn your noses up at. I just think that the kid had a good – we're going to see what Sam Darnold did this year. He had a decent rookie year last year, right?
2: It was all right. He yeah. had all
1: right. moments where he showed
0: he belonged in the NFL.
1: Like I, I didn't say he had a good rookie season. I said he had a decent season, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You wouldn't say he was a bust. You wouldn't say he was the best draft pick of all time. No. Now, if he could take that decent season and build on it to take that next step, remember how terrible Jared Goff was his rookie year? And then look at Jared Goff his second year. If he could take even half the amount of – have even half the growth that Goff had, we're going to be talking about Darnold as a top, top 12 quarterback.
2: Well, it's possible because he's going from one of those old school coaches to a new school coach, kind of like Goff did. Right, and he's
1: going to a coach that can coach quarterbacks. Right,
2: exactly. So I, I, I kind of see where you're, where you're going with it, and uh, yeah, I like it. I
1: mean, you guys don't have to agree with me there. I mean, that's totally oh, fine. I, I knew, I knew what I put I like him
2: there. Josh Allen a lot more than Sam Darnold. I, I mean, that's. You know. I just don't love this situation for Josh Allen. I,
1: I just I, no I matter disagree. what Buffalo does. It always seems to backfire. On. No,
2: I couldn't disagree more. I see a team that added so many, so many weapons. I mean, we're talking about they've
1: done this time and time again, and it never a fucking lot of, worked. A
2: lot of good wide receivers they added. They also added some running back help. There's a lot more offensive uh, firepower. Running going back on help. There. They added T.J. Yeldon. They, it,
0: and yeah. two really old guys
2: and Frank Gore.
1: Hey. Okay, so when Frank, when Gore's Frank Gore has a. <laughs> <laughs> Mikal McCoy, Frank Gore, T.J. Yeldon. That's your back. That's your running back room.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. For Average me. age thirty five. <laughs>
1: it's terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I do. This is actually one of the things that I like about Josh Allen. This is the X factor. It's not so much that he has more people to throw to. He runs the ball. The amount of rushing yards that that guy puts on, and we're talking about one point for every ten rushing yards that guy gets. He puts up a lot of rushing yards, and that was one of the things that attracted me to him last year. I still think that continues. I don't think that it's that also
1: one is. of the reasons that you, you preach to stay away from running quarterbacks because <laughs> they take too many hits.
2: It's possible. Yes, He's the best according. running back on yeah. the team. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't mind. I'm not afraid of it. So, and
1: accuracy is still for me. Accuracy is still a huge issue with Josh Allen. It He's is. got a huge arm. We know this, but accuracy is still a, a big issue with
2: him. It is. So we're going to see if, if any of that, you know, if any of that changes at all this year, I still like Josh Allen. I think he's gonna put up a bunch of points. They're also gonna be playing from behind a lot. So that's another reason I like Josh Allen.
1: So Yeah, that that is true. But and you you'll, you you could attest to this. When you're playing from behind, you tend to gamble more, mm-hmm. which leads to more turnovers. Listen, leads to if, sacks, I'll be fumbles, honest. Honestly, if we were
2: talking about a three a three point per interception league, probably not gonna have Josh Allen in my top fifteen. But I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, it's yeah. You can't do that. He was one of those
2: guys that I just kind of felt like he he could he kind of crept there, and and I just felt like I started going down a list of names that didn't make the top fifteen, and I was like, I, I still like Josh Allen better. I'm going to put him there.
0: Yeah. and well, there's yeah. a bunch of there's
1: a bunch of guys that I really liked, but I mean, I I, I don't know how I don't have Tom Brady in there.
2: Yeah, I don't You know, Paul
1: he's going to be like the fourth quarterback off the board in most drafts. I season.
2: mean, listen, my thing is is that I have Brady on my list, right? and the reason i put him there is because he will finish in the top 15. He's not going to be spectacular. Yeah. He's not going to he's not going to shit on your team. That's the thing that's most important. You're not going to get a like a 5-point week out of Tom Brady. It's just not going to happen. Um you might not get any more of those 40 or 50-point weeks anymore. I just don't see those happening anymore. But at the same time, you're gonna you should get a pretty steady stream of points from Tom Brady.
1: But don't you think they rebuilt that receiving core for him to have those kind of nights? You again? know what? I'll those be honest kind of with again? you,
2: dude. I just don't think that he has the arm, the accuracy for. I, I still think he's going to live in that short to intermediate, you know, window, and it's really going to be up to Julian Edelman to to make Tom Brady a you know a viable fantasy option. I mean, we'll see. I, I could be completely wrong about that, and maybe it was just the fact that his receivers were that bad. It just made it seem like he was inaccurate. You know, the the Daniel Jones <laughs> argument, but we'll see.
1: It so, could, you could, yeah, I mean, it, it is Tom Brady, and you know, you never count him out. It just, I just like these guys as. Projection-wise, I just like them a little better. Although, Tom Brady's probably going to put up more points than all of them. So,
0: what do I know? <laughs> I hear of. you. So, so, the other guys that you have uh, – both have in your in your top 15 that I do not is Mitch Trubisky. Uh, it, it, not to say that I don't think he belongs. I think he does – he had uh, pretty good trends last year, a couple good games, then he'd kind of fall off. And then it looked like what some weeks there run first team and then other weeks that that kind of changed – yeah, that the Chicago offense may have been just kind of figured themselves out. But for me, I, I, I just, I just don't know if he's going to have that consistency yet. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, I kind of think with Trubisky, you saw, you saw the, you saw the step
1: last year. Right. And now I think you see the leap this year and with the offensive system, that's going to be in place this year and the pieces that they now have, I feel like, and you know they're going to get the ball back off because that defense is going to keep putting them back on the field. Right. So I think that I, – I really think Trubisky could be – you know, is he a guy you're going to want to look to if, – if he's your only quarterback on your, on your fantasy team, you're going to be fine. Like You're going to be fine if Mitch Trubisky is the guy that you go to. That's the way I feel about him this year. Uh, is he a top five guy? Is he, is he that top tier of quarterbacks? The top tier for me – is Mahomes, Rodgers, and Luck? Right. I think we, Mitch Trubisky is towards the bottom of that second tier, but he's still in that second tier. I feel like putting him outside of that, even in the, like, even into the. I guess you would go the fourth tier if he's not in your top fifteen. Okay. I just think that's a little irresponsible.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, i me irresponsible. I, I just I like this.
2: I like the additions. Yeah. I like the additions that the Bears made. I think that uh they had uh a good free agency. They they drafted a great rookie in Riley Ridley, who uh John has been beating the drum on all, you know, for, for a while. Um yeah. I also like uh kind of the way that they're they're setting up, you know, Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen I think uh, are gonna be a dynamic duo at running back. And again, Trubisky has that same X factor. He doesn't run as much as some of the other quarterbacks but every once in a while he'll take off with the ball and all But sudden... he can he's
1: he can move. He's not a statue back there. Exactly.
2: He's... You know, he's
1: that's the new product, that's the new pocket passer we're seeing in the NFL. It's a guy that can step up into the pocket and throw a 70-yard bomb downfield but can also extend the play like you know, you Aaron Rodgers I think would be a good a good starting point for that kind of player. Like right. he's the guy that you would never consider Aaron Rodgers a run first quarterback but you always had to worry about Aaron Rodgers hurting you with his legs. Oh
2: yeah, he and he's done you know? it time and time again. I honestly, I just for me, it's the progression. When we saw Trubisky in his rookie season, you saw trepidation. You saw look
1: and go, look and then run. Right, one
2: one look and go. Right now, you see that he goes through a progression. You can see that he's trusting his arm a little bit more, but at the same time, he's running at the right times. He sees his windows. I just I. I don't know, man. From you know, John and I were lucky enough to have him on one of our fantasy teams last year, so I paid a little bit more attention to him, and I just see the right type of progression, and I, I kind of feel like he will take another step this year, and I want to be a part of that. So he
1: made yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do like Trubisky a lot this year.
0: Yes. So who the, else do you
1: have in your? Who do you have yes, in your top fifteen, Jimmy?
0: So I did, um, and this is where I actually I immediately disagree with with your your. Picks I went Mahomes, obviously, but Watson, Luck, Rogers, and Ryan. So let me talk about Watson real quick. I don't know. I, I just think he still has it, and he still he does a lot with his legs. He takes a lot of hits. I know that's probably everybody's kind of concerned about him, but he's and he's always throwing, injured.
1: He's always injured.
0: Right. He's still throwing one of the best. He played well down the stretch. I, I don't know. I think if he can continue what he did last year into this year, I think he'll be he'll I'm be fine. Starting so
2: starting to get bored of the Houston Texans offense. I know that they have new Hopkins, and he's an amazing playmaker and he's going to get his, but I just feel like they haven't, they haven't changed the way they're running that team uh, offensively in years. And it's to their detriment. I mean, he was electrifying uh, as you know, when he came out and he had that crazy season, it was, it was crazy, but I just don't think they're going to be able to recapture that fire it's gonna depend on two things. Can can Deshaun Watson stay healthy? Can Will Fuller stay healthy? The answer to both of those questions is
1: Throughout their entire career is no.
2: I, I mean no. I, college I just college and pros. Because I'm no. telling you right now, with without Will Fuller on the field, that offense is just like vanilla. Right? Am I wrong? Like
1: No, you're not. I mean Lamar Miller isn't very ex is he, he's still in Houston, right?
2: You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like that exactly. That's Lamar Miller. Like, listen, he he'll he'll he rush. Who cares?
2: He's... he'll rush for a thousand yards, he'll get you three touchdowns, and that'll be it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's not exciting. It's yeah. not it's not fancy.
1: Which is baffling for as good a running back as Lamar Miller is, and with the outside threat that they have with DeAndre Hopkins, like he should be more impactful than he
2: is. Right, it, but it's just... the coaching. Like honestly, this is this is a knock against the coaching. I just feel like they they take what could be uh, amazing talent, and they dumb it down. And it's just, they need to do something. They need to change it up.
0: All right. And then we have, uh, well, Luck, I, I just, I think he's back. That's a no-brainer. Rogers. you said they put a lot of pieces around him. He, yeah. Luck's
1: back, and they, they signed Funches for oh, that big yeah. red zone guy, and they, they draft Paris Campbell. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're going for this it with is, Andrew Luck this yeah. year.
2: This is actually what I wanted to get into real quick. I really think that, for me the reason Rodgers is at number 3 is because Indianapolis has done a much better job of building up the pieces around him than Green Bay has and i honestly like what did what did green bay do they they sort of updated their offensive line a little bit um they didn't really add any offensive weapons wide receivers i think they added like a running back that's not going to be effectual anyway yeah,
0: so, that, that's how I see it too. Yeah, no, but
1: I still think Aaron Rodgers. I still think Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams is
2: well a more potent I, duo yeah, than Aaron well, that's Rodgers and hey, Andrew Luck. I dropped him, dude. T-Y. I dropped him one position. I'm not saying I dropped him yeah. into, like to bottom ten. <laughs> oh no,
1: no. I, yeah, I'm, I know what I'm saying. But like, what it came down to for me with Luck and Rodgers was I looked at the the primary target and what is a better primary target quarterback to receiver combo?
2: Luck to Ty.
1: Or Rodgers to Devontae Adams?
2: I mean, at this point, you're, you're not it's wrong. It's Rodgers to Adams. Devontae, yep. Adams. Devontae Adams has a very, very high spot in my wide receiver ranking.
1: You could even Eagles, argue so. that Luck to Ebron is the, their number one connection. And if that's the well, case, then...
0: Especially in the red zone. Yeah.
2: I can tell you right now, that's, that's, that's not going to be the case next year. But we'll get into that when we do the tight end rankings.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, Just that... teaser.
1: Teaser, I have Ebron lower than you would expect
0: all right uh so luck rogers Ryan. i might too then i have uh russell wilson then i bring in breeze because you know one spot behind you john i i do think he's due for another year uh i have jared Goff here um hoping for another good season out of him healthy wide receiver core same caveats as you i got newton next that shoulder holds up and he looks good and he looks like he's throwing the way he can then that may actually move up. He's probably the one out of my top 15 most likely to drop if, if he doesn't look healthy as we uh, approach the season. Yeah. He's a guy that can go from your your starting quarterback, drafting
1: as your starting quarterback, to drafting as your bi-week fill-in, depending on his health.
0: Right. You know, um, I, I'm keeping Big Ben up in here. And then Rivers. Uh, now I have Wentz hoping again he stays healthy. And this was actually – originally I didn't have him even in the top 15, but I think that was more of the pissed-off Eagles in me that realizes he can't stay healthy. But I'm, I'm going to hope he stays healthy and keep him at 12. Baker Mayfield, and I think my only knock on Mayfield right now is does he going to have the consistency from from week to week that you really want and need out of your quarterback. Uh, and here's the pick I think like, the John's really going to need. Dak Prescott, 14. And then Blah! Jimmy G at
1: fifteen. Yeah, so you guys both had Roethlisberger in your top fifteen. I did not.
2: So I mean, I can't take him out of the top fifteen until until he does it. I, I I mean, I'm I'm sorry to say it, but Roethlisberger has been a consistent. You know, he's been like number eight. The number he's never number six. He's never number fifteen. He's like number eight. That's what he has been for the last five, six, seven years. Uh, and I think he's going to stay there. I, what, I mean, what's
1: his ranking have in common with those six years?
2: Uh, Antonio Brown was his wide receiver. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I mean, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if it changes. Um, you know, I guess.
1: Don't forget, he also – not that it's much of a fall off to Connor, but Connor's not Le'Veon Bell.
2: No, I know. It's it, Listen, it's going to be an interesting. Pittsburgh is probably one of the biggest question marks that we have coming into next season, what what can we expect from the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh I, mean, I think
1: Pittsburgh Steelers finished third in their division and I think they finished between seven and nine and nine and seven.
2: Yeah, but I mean that, you know, somebody still has to score points and they're gonna score points. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um I've definitely reflected, I think, in my rankings that I don't have supreme trust uh that they're gonna be an offensive powerhouse as far as uh, you know, just offensively, I just don't think they're going to have. I think,
1: I think the franchise sees it too, because what do they, what do they do first in the draft? Defense.
2: Yeah, I, you know, they're, they that team is in some sort of weird denial right now. I, I, don't know what's happening, but
1: well, they're they're too in love with Ben Roethlisberger, and they're not seeing the writing on the wall. Which it, is it, funny to me because you're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, a guy who is always hurt, always has some sort of issue with him, misses games. Like, he's this franchise savior. Uh, you're talking about Philip Rivers, who, you know, has never been able to win the big game. Let's be honest. Philip Rivers has never been the guy that could take you to the big game and win it. And then they're, they're talking about extending these guys and how great these guys, are, and they still have it. But then they're – I mean, and we do it too. And then they kill a guy like Eli Manning that he's too old, he's washed up, he's gone. He's younger than both of them. They came out in the same draft year. He's younger than both of them. He, he's just as durable. The only reason his consecutive start streak is done is because of an asshole head coach last year. You know, I mean,
0: yeah. But, but say what you
1: say what you want about Eli. I'd say about seventy five percent of the way he's played has been his fault. But you can't say it's all on him, right? If but, you put if you put that guy behind a good line with time to throw, he makes the right throw more often than
0: not. Yeah, but you're That's but not you're a great also way to put yeah, it. But. but you're also you're yes, yeah, not. But you but you're mixing. You're mixing football with fantasy football. I, I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense, right? There's a difference. Like ben Roethlisberger, yes, he'll miss games, but he's consistently, as Mike said, been somewhere in the top ten in terms of fantasy value from year to year. Is that the theory? The
1: problem with Roethlisberger is he gets so beat up that when you need him in the playoffs, he's not there. He's usually, he's banged up, or
0: he, he's just. I just feel like he's never available when you need him. Uh, we will see. A lot, I mean, a lot of the guys we mentioned that top fifteen have, have, have had their fair share of being banged up. So, oh yeah, uh, we'll see. And you know, Rivers for me was more of a, you know, hey, you, you did something last year. I don't think anybody expected you to do. I think we expected Rivers to be falling off, and he actually had a, one of his better years in a while. So,
2: yeah, I'm I hope he the continues. It. I'm the highest on Rivers. I had him at number six. Um You know, yes, he hasn't won the big game. I agree with that, but just. I, I just kind of feel like that offense is in a really good place right now. And uh, I think that, that they're going to continue to roll on all cylinders and that Rivers is going to have another great year. So um, I, I don't know. I, I really like Phillip Rivers. I have him probably a lot higher than I should. Uh, it's probably just my, my own personal bias of, of liking him as a person and, and what he's done for my fantasy teams in the past. You just, so, like,
1: that. You just like that he doesn't know how to pull out. I mean, dude, a
2: champion, <laughs> absolute champion. I mean, he's got 900 kids. It's amazing. Um, I also was the lowest on Russell Wilson, and it's, it's not because I dislike Russell Wilson. I, I, I think he's an amazing quarterback. I just feel like last year we saw a very huge shift in the way that that team is operating its offense, and it really is based on running the football. And because of that, I I did lower him down a little bit. Now, maybe that was because their number one wide receiver was injured most of the year and they just felt like they should uh, focus on, you know, what's working. Maybe they're going to change it up on us. They drafted DK Metcalf very high for a reason. So, uh, you know, I think it could go either way. To be honest with you, I I tried to predict Seattle last year. It didn't work out for me. So, you know, (laughs) I'm probably going to end up with the same exact thing this year, right?
1: Yeah, probably. I who knows. I mean, Russell Wilson has always been that guy that just kills me. Like you always think like, eh, I'm going to stay away from him. and then he might have a couple of mediocre weeks and then you see just that run of like 35 point weeks. You know, so Right. Russell, he's just he's just consistently good. He's a, he's a playmaker, he's a creator. He's got a, a very nice young wide receiver in market and you know, Maybe a o- wide receiver with the biggest upside for where he was drafted in the draft this year. We were talking about a guy they were talking about, like, for a while there after the combine, they're like, does he go number one? Like, would somebody take a receiver number one? And they're like, it was crazy talk, but that's the kind of combine this guy had. That's the kind of player that he is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So,
0: so before I- we uh uh shift gears to running back, John, and you're talking about you know Metcalf there, right? So Going back to quarterbacks, anything to add? Any, any? Like I'm noticing that none of us have any rookie uh, quarterbacks in our top fifteen.
1: All right. So I, I projected out my top. I, I projected all the starters, all my starters in the league, and the highest rookie that I had ranked was Dwayne Haskins at twenty-three. So I think Haskins. I think Haskins pretty much has the job already. I think Case Keenum is either holding a clipboard or wearing a different uniform come week one. Um, I just don't see him really being of any fantasy impact. Like these are fantasy rankings. I don't see him being of any impact in your fantasy league this year. He's a nice guy in dynasty leagues, the draft and stash. Uh, he might be one of those guys. If you have a keeper league with late round keepers to take home towards the end of your draft to, to back up. Cause he's going to be a starter. You know, you got Pat Mahomes, let's say, you need a guy to fill in his bye week. Like, granted, he stays healthy the whole year. You just need a starter for one week. So Maybe you pick up Haskins, you roll the dice. Maybe he has a good week for you. Who knows? Uh, I do think he'll be a starter. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to be as impactful this year as people think he's going to be. I think that offense takes a lot of time to come into its own in the NFL. So, we'll see. I mean... I had Murray a couple slots behind him at 25, so.
2: Yeah, I have both of those guys deep down. I have Murray ahead of Haskins uh, just because I feel like he has more to offer um, at this point, and he has more weapons around him, David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald and some of the other young wide receivers. I mean, dude, they took so many wide receivers. Dude, what is it with Washington drafting drafting hurt running backs? I don't know. I have no idea, but I, I, Washington just – they added this quarterback. They didn't really add a lot of weapons around him. Uh, you know, uh, I can't remember the name of the wide receiver. Is his name Harmon? Is it not, not Hardman, but Harmon? No, Harmon, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel like that, that. I
1: really feel like they only drafted him because he's an Ohio State guy.
2: Yeah, that offense is just going to take some time to come together. So, I'm, I'm avoiding, I think this year, my big avoid is Washington. Uh, I will not draft anyone from Washington this year on any of my fantasy teams. Um, currently, all of my dynasty leagues are Redskin free.
0: So you yeah. heard it here first. Redskins are going to win the NFC East. <laughs> anything <laughs> Mike says
2: doesn't happen. Well, yeah, oh, but... that's that's not that's that's not fair. All right, let's, let's move on to the running. <laughs> yeah, back let's let let's, for, let's for the running backs. We enough time on quarterbacks. Exactly.
0: No, but I, I have something interesting here, right? I got this ESPN article real quick, right, on, on running backs, and this is uh, I got to read this because it, it's it's that effing ridiculous. For a deeper look, here's an early 2019 PPR cheat sheet. I don't know what idiot wrote this, um, but uh, his name doesn't matter. Uh, number one by himself, no tier, right? Number one by himself, Todd Gurley. Some people will get cute and go another direction. The number one lock should be Todd Gurley, pick 2019, because he deserves this because he outpaced the league in 2017 and finished like 11 times in the top 10 in 2018. So I, I think this is the most ridiculous effing writing of my goddamn entire life. Now having said that, I'm hoping none of us have Todd Gurley as our number one pick. Um, these guys get fucking paid to do this, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's unfucking fucking
0: believable Anyway, all right, John, let's, see, let's give some, like, at least I think we can get the top five or six right and, and probably have general consensus. John, what's your, what's your running backs look like?
1: All right, so my top three. That's nah, let's, let's go one by, one by one. So number one, rebuild offensive line, great talent. Had a monster year with a shitty offensive line. I can't wait to see what Saquon Barkley does with the actual offensive line, they can block for him. They got Saquon at number one.
0: See, was that hard? No, not I at mean, all. That wasn't hard, right? The guy was really, really awesome last year, and they rebuilt their offensive line. And you'd still pick Todd Gurley, who's like got some sort of disease. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> some sort of uh-huh. disease. Oh, all man. right. And um, at two, I, I'm staying in the division, and I'm going with Zeke. Uh, Zeke stepped up a part of his game we thought was deficient last year with the receiving part of it. Showed that he can be that uh, that receiving threat out of the backfield, and he, dude, he's a beast. He's the the guy's he's a fucking beast. So I got Zeke at number two, at number three, and got this is fantasy rankings for PPR leagues. At number three, I have CMC. I think his touch share is going to increase this year. I mean, it was pretty significant last year, but I think it's only going to increase this year. Uh, if Cam Newton's healthy, you saw when Cam was healthy last year, CMC thrived. But he was also able to do it without Cam, you know, with, with or Cam play. But with an injured Cam Newton, he was also able to be a factor. Um, and, hold on, four, and you
0: shared that picture with us, dude. CMC came back jacked this season. Big oh up.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: He, the man like, oh. is absolutely ripped.
1: If I had any clue how to Photoshop, I would have made it green and be like, "Oh, the Panthers signed the Incredible Hulk."
0: Jesus Christ, man.
1: His arms look like he has two midget heads stapled to them. (laughs) Uh, At four, I got AK-41. I got Alva Kamara. Um, You know how high I am on Kamara in general. It was a struggle. I was going to put him at three, but I just think McCaffrey is going to be more of a focal point than Kamara will be. A lot more weapons in New Orleans than there are in uh, Carolina. So I think the touch percentage is going to be higher for CMC. So that's why I have him him ahead of Kamara. At five, I have Mike's boy, Melvin Gordon. Mm. Uh, My next two guys, I think I have them a little bit high. But I'm going based off of what we know they can do and what 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 they're capable of. Whether they're healthy or not is a different issue. So I have Gordon and Gurley at five and six. I really, when I did my initial one, I had them both. I had Gurley at 10 and Gordon at 12. And it just didn't seem right to me, so I kept moving them up, moving them up, and because there was, until I got to a guy that like I can't put them ahead of. So, at um, number seven, I have Nick Chubb. At number eight, I have Le'Veon Bell. At nine, James Conner. At ten, David Johnson. Eleven, Joe Mixon. Tw- uh, Twelve, Aaron Jones. 13 Dalvin Cook, 14 Derrick Henry, and 15 Sony Michelle.
2: Wow. I'm, I'm so surprised at what? How similar our lists are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's really we're close. Almost lock and step. I mean, like some variation. But until you get to after 13, we're like lock and step. All right. All right. Mike, Mike what do you got?
2: Uh, my top four are exactly the same as John's and in the same exact order. It's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> wow. Um, I have, number five, I have Todd Gurley and number six, I have Melvin Gordon. So I actually have those two reversed, uh, from John's. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, number seven, I still have David Johnson, uh, up, up in that upper echelon. I still think that the talent is just too good. And now that they're going to have a little bit of distraction with Kyler Murray and all those fancy wide receivers they picked up, um, I think that's only a good thing for David Johnson. So uh, I'm keeping yeah. him high up there. Uh, I, you know I actually what?
0: kept him there too, Mike. I, you know because he's he's still a dual back right. and he didn't have an awful season.
2: No, it just the team he was probably so in the, the top
0: five or was six so weeks, was so god awful. That yeah, it was.
1: I agree with you there. My initial list, David Johnson was eight. But I I moved them down a couple slots just because there's other guys that I I think garnered higher rankings, uh, a la Nick Chubb and James Conner and yeah. uh, Gurley and Gordon both moved ahead of them, which you guys tend to agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I could see I could see your point with David Johnson, but for me, I I I I need to see him do it again. It's right. been two almost. It's been two years since we've seen him do it.
2: Yep. So. Well, hopefully this will be the year. Yeah, this will uh, be
0: the year. Uh, round it out.
2: So at number eight, I actually have Joe Mixon, and reason being, I just kind of feel like he's going to progress again, and that, that hopefully they'll put the they'll put the weight of the team on him a little bit more this year. So I'm kind of hoping for a, an uptick in progression for Joe Mixon. So I, I have him at number eight. I I dropped Nick Chubb down. Uh, to number nine, I probably would have had him above Mixon and Johnson, if not for the Kareem Hunt news that not only was he signed, but he's only going to be out for eight games. And it does concern me that maybe they will, uh, you know, put in a, a very severe split that will hurt Nick Chubb's output. We'll see. I still love Nick Chubb, especially in Dynasty. I think you just got to – don't be afraid. Dive in both feet. He will pay Yeah, off that's course. what I'm saying.
1: I wouldn't – I still think if you see Kareem Hunt play any significant time as a Cleveland Brown, it's, it's going to be the first mistake that Dorsey's made since becoming GM, right? Uh, other than signing Kareem Hunt. But
0: Oof. yep,
1: I, I think that he's there for one thing and one thing only, a high draft pick next year.
0: Yep. Because yep.
1: yep. they plan on being a good team. They don't plan on picking that top ten. Kareem Hunt, with his issues, once he gets on the field and starts playing again, those issues are going to go away. They're going to disappear. That's just the way just the, the way of the world. Unfortunately, that's the way of the world. And there's going to be a team that feels like they're running back away that will trade their first round pick for him, and it's, or first or high second round pick for him. Mm-hmm. So it just, I feel like he's there for one reason, one reason only. It's not to take carries from Chubb. It's to, you know, garner that high draft pick for them next year that they don't think that they're going to have.
2: Gotcha. All right, um, number 10, uh, creeping his way into the top 10, and this is very dependent on health. Uh, Devontae Freeman is, is a beast, and if he can stay healthy and that offense can, can roll, uh, you know, I think that Devontae Freeman could be a top 10 back again this year. Um, at number 11, I have James Conner from Pittsburgh. Uh, number 12, Mr. Marlon Mack. I just think that Indianapolis loves this guy. I think that they're going to feature him a lot um, as long as he can stay healthy. I think that he could push his way up here, and I probably have him too high because I do have him ahead of Le'Veon Bell, who is my next guy, number 13, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Then I have Aaron Jones and Sony Michel.
1: So no Dalvin Cook for you in the top 15. And... Dalvin
2: Cook would be number 16. I wanted to put him in here so bad, but – I, and I probably could just swap him out with Marlon Mack. Did you, and did you have it, um, but... did, did you have Derrick Henry? No, I did not have Derrick. And listen, this still, this still comes down to I don't trust Tennessee to use Derrick Henry the way that they should. They figured it out last year, and, and bravo that they finally did it. But will they keep doing it? Will they continue to use him correctly? I do not have the faith. I, I just, again, Tennessee, Houston, they just seem to mismanage their teams and their talent. And and I just I will not reward them with a high ranking for that. I just won't. Uh,
1: yeah, it. I just I hear you. I see what you're seeing. I've been like you guys know this in our, in our redraft league. Like, I took Derrick Henry as rookie year. I've taken Derrick Henry every year since.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've just there's so much there with that guy. They just don't use
2: it right. Right. They they just mismanaged. It's the mismanagement. Yeah. It's not him. It's not he's not the problem. It's the way that they use him. They finally figured out how to do it. He's a volume-carry guy. You need to get him going. You have to get him going. Yeah. John, you've been calling this for a long time. The NFL needs to get back into this. Like, okay, we're going to go to a two-back system. That's great. But there are certain running backs in the NFL that could be monsters if you just gave them the ball. You can't take the ball out of their hand because they only went two yards. Yeah, Pound it. Pound the ball, and they will, they will wear people down.
1: Because like there, there once were times he gets last going, he's when,
0: freight train. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's times huge. Last year yeah. With
1: the Giants with, like the Eagles game, for example – the second Eagles game, the Giants, Saquon Barkley is running at will all over the field. And then he touches the ball like two times in the second half. And, and here's a coincidence. They didn't score in the second half.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Like, like Here's an idea. You got a guy with 130 yards in the first half. Keep giving him the fucking ball. Like, there's no point. Like, these guys get so caught up in trying to be smarter than everybody else. Just stick with what's working. It's working because they can't stop it. They can game plan all they want, but if their players are inferior, they can't stop the guy, they can't stop the, the, the game plan. Keep going to it until they do stop it. Don't change before they stop it. That's just fucking stupid. Oh. Mm. It's just like so many coaches do that. They outcoach themselves. They're like, all right, this is working, this is working. They're gonna start keying on it soon. So we're just gonna get away from it completely and never go back to it. The <laughs> <like>, what? <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ, uh, Jalen Mills, the cornerback for the Eagles, cannot guard against a sluggo. He cannot cover a slant and go. Why is every fucking pass that they threw in the second half of that game a slant? Have Odell run a slant and go. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Stop game playing against yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about tonight.
0: Oh, but it is fun to listen to. <laughs> All right. I missed you. What was 10, 11, 12? You had Freeman, then who, then Mac?
2: I had Freeman. I had Connor. I had Mac. There then I had Connor. Le'Veon right, Bell, I
0: got
2: her. Aaron Jones, and Sonny Michelle.
0: Connor, Connor so I missed there. All right, so let me,
2: I could easily swap some differences there. I could but... easily swap cook for a number of those guys. I really do like Dalvin cook, but, um, I, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't happen that way. Um, I wanted to show Marlon yeah. Maxim love. Yeah. Um,
1: so so I, for me, Freeman, I do agree with Freeman being a beast. But again, this is a guy. Last two years now, actually, last three years, has missed multiple games,
2: right, with injury.
1: All la- all of last year with injury. Most uh, two years ago, it was concussion problems. The year or last year, or the year before last, was rib rib injuries. So this is a guy that. His running style lends to injuries. And yes. if he's not going to be on the field, and I think they really like Ito Smith, that's why they were so okay with letting Kevin Coleman walk.
2: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that, John, because Ito Smith was another guy who I've been targeting hardcore in all my dynasty drafts. Yeah. Not so much Devontae Freeman, but Ito Smith, because yeah. I like the value of getting a guy that could potentially be the lone running back in that offense for multiple amounts of weeks. So I guess yeah. that's and, and the, and the problem.
1: I, <laughs> the problem I have with Atlanta is what we just talked about with the giants. Like they forget about their run game for large portions of the game.
2: They do. They do. And I... it's,
1: and it's, it's aggravating because like I said, they could be going up and down the field. And then and you saw what Kevin Coleman last year, he would have one game, 200 yards, three touchdowns. And then would touch the ball like three times the following game, the following game. It's like, you're forgetting what makes you successful. And at a certain point, like, yeah, going big to Julio Jones, going big to Calvin Ridley is great. But how will that work when you forgot about your running running game for three quarters of the game? It doesn't. You should learn your lesson in the Super Bowl when you were thrown in the fucking second half up 28-3. to No, you run the ball, you win the game. But no, you keep throwing, and what happened? You lost.
0: Yeah, so John and I have almost (laughs) – Identical top 13s, plus or minus uh, a guy shifting up and down. You're running through mine real quick. You, we have Barkley. I actually differ right away. I have Kamara, CMC, and Zeke. But I mean, you know, quite frankly, the way I think of things is, you know, Barkley's number one overall in my world. If I have the one draft pick, you take him hands down. But if I have a pick in the top four, I get any of these guys. You gotta I'm, be happy with it. Man. I'm happy, right? But oh yeah, more yeah. yeah. than Me, happy. With Ingram moving on, yes, they have a lot of firepower in in New Orleans. But you know, Kamara is is beyond dual threat, especially when it comes to what he can do in the game. And in a PPR league, I'm excited to have that. Uh, you know, CMC is right there. Same same rationale. And again, he isn't wrong, right? I mean, he he proved he can do be dual threat where we thought he was very. Um, very much just a just a ground and pound guy. Nab Gordon and Gurley, and then I put okay. in David Johnson. We we already talked about. it. Uh, uh-huh. Number eight, Nick Chubb. Then I go Le'Veon Bell. Back up with Connor, and nine is another one of those guys. Like, yeah, he came in kind of fat looking. If if, mm. if he can put it together and that put it together, and, and he can actually work hard. Uh, he's been off the field for two years. He could be a guy that moves up. He could easily be a guy by the top ten if he looks like crap. Uh so I go from Bell Connor, number eleven, I have Dalvin Cook. Number twelve, Dixon. Then I go Aaron Jones. All right, so again, very very much the same as, as John. Then I go wow. completely or fourteen. Games. Wow. And I kinda I kinda extrapolated he had some very good weeks. Weeks Hunt's gone. Does he get the lion's share of carries there? Maybe. Uh, so you're lo- I, uh, you're
1: loving you're loving my dynasty running backs, huh? Yeah. You got all three of them in the top. I'll in be the top honest. Fifteen.
2: I, I don't <laughs> think that Damian Williams is going to be able to hold up for the entire season. Not not health wise, just just numbers wise. Uh, numbers wise, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not. He's not going to be a bell cow back. Uh, I don't know man like Damian I don't Williams think they need Thompson.
1: him to be a bell cow back though I don't think that's what he's he's there for no i th- I think that he's gonna be look i mean he's he's gonna be that guy that gets those short yards gets i I think he's gonna be on a twenty touch a game like average, which is great you know he's probably gonna get four or five receptions and probably like thirteen to fifteen carries. And if that and if that's where you're getting out of Damian Williams, you're like this is a guy you're probably drafting as your two low end two high flex.
2: What do you, you think? Know, that's, is, yeah, what do you think his ceiling is? You think it's like like a mid level running back two would be his ceiling?
1: I, I yeah, I I feel like if he was your your number two running back going into this year, I think you're in pretty good shape. You'd be in better shape if he was your flex,
2: right? You know, exactly. a guy that
1: you would you could play based on matchup. But I do like Damian Williams. I do like the upside. I think in that offense everybody's going to get points. I really yeah. do. I just, you know... A lot of it... Like, Kareem Hunt was really good, right? But everybody was really surprised when Damian Williams came in and they didn't miss a beat. Yep. So how much of that was Kareem Hunt being really good or just the system that he was playing in fit his skill set really well? You know, like... Yep. Yeah, yeah, the speed is going to work and anything. But at the same time, like, if he's in a, let's say, a Washington Redskins system where it's, for a while, it was very, you know, run up the middle, one cut and go. I don't know if um, Kareem Hunt necessarily thrives in that system. So I I think that a a lot of it was system-based with Kareem Hunt. Well, I'd say it was about 50-50, system-based and talent. And I think that Damian Williams clearly showed that he has the ability to work in that system. So I don't think he's going to be Kareem Hunt But I think you're not going to be too disappointed. He's going to. I think Jimmy's got him right. I think Jimmy's like
0: around the top 15. And if I had him, you know, go drop him a couple, that'd be fine too. So my number 15 is.
1: I have him at. at, Where did I have him? I had him at 19. So we're not too far off.
0: Yep. And then my last, you know, the guy rounding out my top, actually, another guy no one's talked about yet is Chris Carson. So everything we talked ah. about, you know, Mike Mike was going that yeah. when talking about Russell. That offense he's my seventeen. It's kind of shifted, so yeah. for me he's right Dude. there. And part of that is a little bit love to myself because he's one of my guys in the. Yeah, well, Chris Carson, I think you're going to see. Again,
1: health is an issue with him. Mm-hmm. So It's like a recur- it's the recurring theme when we're talking about these running backs. Like if you could find a running back that can stay healthy and stay on the field. Grab them and don't let them go. But a lot of these guys, they get banged up. It's a very violent sport from three yards each way on the line of scrimmage. There's a lot of bad intentions in that six-yard span. And a lot of those bad intentions are taken out on these running backs. Exactly. I
2: like that Chris Carson man. I do.
1: I I really like that Chris Carson So if we want to expand, my top 15, at 16, I had Marlon Mack. 17, I had... Chris Carson at 18. I have my first rookie miles Sanders. And it's not because I think he's the best rookie running back to come out this year. It's, I think he's the rookie running back in the best situation this year. You know, uh, everybody's down on the Eagles. Wentz can't still healthy, blah, 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 blah. Well, if Wentz is healthy, which, you know, that's something he's proven he can't do. But if Wentz is healthy, that's the team that's most ready to win right now. And, the really only is consistent running back away. You got guys on the outside with Aguilar and Jeffrey. You draft a nice young receiver in our Segal Whiteside. You got Zach Ertz, who just eats up the middle against teams. I, what do you really need? You need a running back. And I think Miles Sanders, you know, who did he, who did he learn behind? The guy we're all in love with right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he was Saquon Barkley's backup. He sat and watched, who we're calling the best player, best running back in the NFL, sat and watched him play. He played behind him. He learned with him. He trained with him. He worked out with him. You know, this is a guy who's got a very similar skill set. Does he have as much ability as Saquon? I don't think so. But it's something we can see. I, I I do think Miles Sanders is going to be a very good addition to that Eagles offense. That's already ready to win. He's yeah. walking into a team that it's an established system, an established quarterback, plenty of weapons around them. You know, he's not and, expected to be the guy, but listen, he can. Be. He,
2: he doesn't have to be a bell cow. How many running backs are on that team?
0: 73.
1: They actually <laughs> have running backs and, lining up. They have running backs lining up at
2: center and guard this year because they couldn't cut like, any of
0: them. Like, and, and, Mike, I think you're getting at my point, but I'll let you go finish. Yeah.
2: I mean, you're talking about Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles, um, Josh Adams, and now Miles Sanders. That's five, right? That's five guys right now. That's the running back room. And I'm pretty sure that they drafted a second running back in the draft. Am I wrong?
1: They did, but, I mean, the they chances did. he makes the roster. like right. it this it looked, Look the at it today, Clement, it like or that second running back here. they drafted. Or, all three of them won't be on the team once they break camp.
2: It's just, it's, yeah. it, like, it blew my mind. I was just kind of like, man. like i I'm not saying I don't think Sanders isn't going to be good. I agree with you that it's a great situation. But he also, if he does show any kind of uh, you know, if it, if it looks like he's not working out, he hits some sort of rookie wall. Whatever, there are options uh, to share the load over there. So yeah, and I guess but I that's also why think that, I, I also I think thinking...
1: that helps keep him fresh is because they don't have to overuse him. Right. Exactly. They can they can pace his, They can have him on a pitch count, and they can have him, you know, increase his pitch count. Like For... pitchers, they start off first first start of the year, they throw seventy pitches. Next start, they throw seventy five. Then they go to eighty five. Then they're up to their 100-pitch count. Like, you're not going to start this kid first game of the season with 35 touches. You don't have, like, 15 to 20 touches. He'll have a, a, a 50% snap share. And you'll but, see well, that grow throughout the what season.
0: I was, what I was thinking this morning, John, though, is, is – and maybe it's just because we haven't had the Miles Sanders, but in a lot of ways the, the Eagles' backfield in the last few years, I mean, in memory anyways, has been almost as unpredictable as, as a Belichick backfield. You know, like you, you, you have guys that are that are showing flashes and all of a sudden we get two games of, of Darren Sproles because he comes back from injury, but he's like 99 years old. Like there's just some certain things that didn't, don't make any sense. So, again, is that Doug Peterson not thinking? Is that not trusting the running backs you have? It's also not having
1: know. a guy that's the guy. Because remember, they started to with Jai and they were trusting him and then he,
2: you know,
0: got injured. Yeah. Predictably got injured.
1: Yep. Yeah, you, know, you trade for a guy with no cartilage in his knees, you got to expect him to go down with a knee injury. Yeah.
0: So uh, you guys both had uh, Sonny Michelle, and I didn't, but he's probably a guy I, I would also put. I didn't rank him all out. I kind of put these honorable mentions, right? So the only guy we didn't talk about my honorable mentions is, well, well, what was Sonny Michelle? And I think, again, it's just the Belichick backfield. I think he's going to be the, the one you can trust the most there in New England from week to week. Uh, he's just showing that he was – was too good, uh, too consistent as a running back as, compared to some of the other guys, although it was all Burkhead in the in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. The only guy other guy, I'm looking at the list here. What do you guys think about McKinnon coming back healthy? He's not in my top 15. He's actually not in my top 20, but, but I, I, I think I wrote him in late. I like, think hey. if
1: San Francisco was still in love with McKinnon, they wouldn't have signed Tevin
2: Coleman. There you go. Yeah, I agree with that. I just kind of feel like that they're showing that they're concerned with his health, and I think that they're just going to split the two of them up, maybe even the three of them, because I don't think that Breda is going to get completely forgotten about in that system. I think they like him a lot. So I, I think you might even be looking at a three-headed backfield. It's not good for fantasy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that because I don't think Breda is going anywhere. It would be stupid. I mean, you have the guys in. You have the guys on their contract. Um, running backs get hurt, especially the two that they have ahead of Breda. And Breda gets hurt. So you have three yeah. guys that are injury prone, injury prone on the roster. So you have to keep one of them's got to be healthy, right? So
2: right. Well, I mean, Brady Brady's hurt, but he maybe plays. maybe Nick Mullen can play running back.
0: Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it might come to that. Yeah, I, uh... can't,
1: I can't believe I I beat you starting Nick Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're never gonna live that down.
0: He did. He had a, he had a he had a good game. Anyway. No, he scored like four points. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <It sucks. laughs> uh, the other guy, I don't remember your whole top twenty there, John. Where did you put Tariq Cohen? I, you know what, I didn't have Tariq Cohen in in my top fifteen,
1: and now I'm thinking about. I don't know how that was an oversight.
0: But, yeah, I, I put him in my honorable mention. And yeah. the guy. Oh, dude, yeah. we're talking about the uh, Eagles' backfield. We didn't mention Jordan Howard.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, that's wow.
0: Right. <laughs> so that's another that's another knock, right? I mean, you said yeah. how do how did we forget Jordan Howard?
2: That's six, by the way. That's yeah. six running backs. Well, I,
0: I was thinking. I think Sproles. Looking at it today, it looked like Sproles had a free agent next to his name. So I don't know that he's actually officially signed. But that's still totally. a lot of a lot of players in the backfield.
2: Hey, hey, Philadelphia! Here's a a little free advice: Don't sign him. You don't need him. No. You got enough running backs.
0: My goodness. So Tariq Cohen is another guy who I had just outside. I think he's he's just exciting to watch. He's, he's one of those he, he's ex-
2: he is exciting to watch. I I don't have him in my top fifteen. I, I
1: just have- don't know how well he's going to hold up being the guy.
2: Yeah, I just don't know if – I think there's going to be a couple games where he just doesn't get used. I think it's going to be yeah. just like last year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a couple games where where McKissick – or excuse me, McKissick. Mike D- uh, Davis, Davis. Will, will steal some of the spotlight or he'll just be – like it's I, – I feel like the way that Nagy sets up his offense is – he, he kind of plays to the weaknesses of the defense. And in some cases, that's not going to mean Tariq Cohen is the answer. So I think he has no problem getting away from Tariq Cohen. And, and when that happens, he's going to give you really bad fantasy days. And hopefully you don't have him started. And it's hard to predict how that's going to all shake out. He's
1: not, he's not a guy that I would want as a, an RB1 and an RB2. So yeah, he's perfectly exactly. fine with him as a flex. I, would, I wouldn't want him – I wouldn't want to have to rely on him every week.
2: I need to tell you that the list of fifteen guys that we just named, and basically any other player that we talked about, I, I would be pretty happy if they were my number one running back. I would feel better, obviously, if some of them were my number two, but that isn't always the case. We're talking about basically the first round. I mean, fifteen players is basically the first round and a half of the of the draft, yeah. right? So you're, uh, you're and we be saw.
1: Pretty... I think we saw it last year how everybody was talking receivers and taking over fantasy football. And then last year, you know, we went back, we, we joked around, some part of, like, it's 1999 because everybody was drafting running backs. I mean, 12 of like, the first 20 picks were, were running backs.
2: Right, exactly. Know? I mean, basically, at this point, I, I don't know. I just don't think that Tariq Cohen is going gonna, is gonna to have the same juice that some of these other guys have. I, I mean, honestly, I really do like guys like Chris Carson. I like guys like – I like Marlon Mack a lot more than I like Tariq Cohen.
0: One last guy that we didn't touch on at all before we kind of wrap up this segment is uh fournette mm. just off the radar I mean, I think you buying is you're buying two things he's injury prone so you are going to his third season hasn't been on the field every every game, and he also showed that he can be a complete idiot so <laughs> for for me that's enough to knock him out of my top fifteen without even so- daddy and I.
1: The injuries don't concern me as much as the complete idiot part. Yes. Because you got to – and, yeah, it's funny, but you got to look at the guy that he's playing for. Tom Coughlin doesn't take that shit. He has no problem sitting a guy down. So I, I know Tom Coughlin's not the head coach, but Tom Coughlin runs that organization basically. And that's the kind of guy that he's got – if he can, he's going to move him. I really I, – I can see Fournette getting moved before – him actually becoming a problem in Jacksonville this year.
2: Wow. There's, there is the possibility that he does end up becoming a, a beast once again. Um, but there's just something fishy about that entire situation and the way that things have been going down. And um, I don't know, there's so many question marks there and, and the whole team in general, I, I don't know how good the offense is going to be under Nick Foles. You know what I mean? Like I just, I
0: feel yeah, like I, I feel it's like going to be inconsistent. Movie before, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Inconsistent. Exactly. I'll
0: tell you tell exactly how it plays out. It's inconsistent.
1: Yeah, he it's just. I mean, Nick Foles is what he is. He's a great guy off the bench because he doesn't have to. He's even said it. He's like, oh, I, I'm able to just go in there and play when I'm that guy. Like, you're not that guy. You're the, you're the. You're the. You're the. You're the big franchise guy now. They didn't go out and draft that quarterback to to be the guy that's going to take over. You
0: know, it's so it's. But realistically, he's a stopgap. He's a stopgap until next season. But uh, yeah. at any rate. Uh, yeah, guys, but if
1: they're as good as they think they are with that defense, they're not going to be picking to get one of those guys next year.
2: Right. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that all shakes out this year.
0: Well, they can trade up with Cleveland and get Kareem Hunt. I don't know. Anyway, that didn't make any sense.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> okay. All
0: right, boys. Any final words?
1: Nah, man, I'm good. I I think um, you know it's way too early. Rankings—they're going to change a lot before you guys actually get into your draft. So, you know, keep checking back with us. Uh, You know, right? We're going to—are we going to do another ranking show next
0: week? Yeah, we got to fit it up. Tight ends, I guess, because they're. Not that important. And wide receivers, right? So we hit that passing game up next week. I think
1: week. wide receiver is going to be a
2: very interesting conversation. They could, that's going to be a lot of guys all over yes. the place. I think, we,
0: I think we agree I'm, on one guy.
2: I'm going to work on <laughs> – I think I'm going to work on my rankings a little bit for wide receiver before we do that show.
0: Um, oh, because you didn't work on these this week?
2: No, I, I did. I have it. I have, the, I have them written out, but I feel like I need to just really get into it <laughs> because wide receivers are tough, man. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough game. There's a lot yeah. of good ones out there. I I legitimately toyed with the idea of putting three Los Angeles Rams in my top fifteen. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's rough. We're gonna have to really shake it out. Um, yeah, I,
1: I I gotta see where Cooper Cup's at before I'm willing to, you know, anoint him.
0: Not committing a yet. Top
1: a top fifteen. I'll receiver. be honest. Yeah.
2: If if you could guarantee me that Cooper Cup was gonna be healthy for the entire season and that. Um, Jared Goff could play either indoors or in California the entire season. I would have I would have had Goff much much higher in my rankings because I feel like uh, you know the California kid likes that warm weather and he likes his uh, his his buddy Cooper Cup because there was two obvious things that changed last year with with Jared Goff. He went he was really really good and then he was kind of not so good and then it was Cooper Cup going down and all of a sudden he had to play in bad weather so. Just things to think about. Yeah. Uh, right. Also, listen real quick. I I caught up on real sports a little bit this week uh, on HBO, and there was a really good. If you guys haven't watched it yet, Adam Schefter had a quick segment on on uh, HBO, um, and it was uh, it was very moving, uh, just about his life and how he, um, you know, bre- delivers us the news. You know, every day that that all the breaking news that that we like to hear, but. Mm-hmm. He's got a very moving story. So if you guys uh, get a chance, definitely check it out.
0: All right. Nice plug. I say this start doing those mock drafts, guys, because uh, practice makes perfect. All right. Find us on Hotheads Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, hotheadspodcast at gmail.com. Hotheads with a Z. Hotheads with a Z From Mike and John. I'm Jimmy. See you next time. Later
1: you know back you know you know back